Hello. Hello. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just, I, I'm just, I'm just sort of like trying to multitask, which I'm not good at. Which was like turn on the recorder and speak to you. That was enough to, um, you know, make my brain go into like you know beach ball mode. <laughs> Poor dear, we need to really upgrade you. <laughs> you, you definitely do. If you can find a newer and sleeker model of me at a reasonable price, I would go for it. If I was you. Okay, well, yeah, reasonable price being anything other than, than zero. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, I, if you can get one for free, that's even better, but there we are. Yeah. Uh, so, talking of zero, that's that's about how long it feels since I last spoke to you in, in days. Where has where has this week gone, Mr. Fox? I don't know. Not in the productive, you know, conversion of good things, good thoughts and, and careful analysis into software. Oh, but yeah, okay, but your week's been like mine then. <laughs> No, actually, I, 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 no. <laughs> oh, no, 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 please, Mr. Employer. I've been very productive this week. <laughs> no, I have. I was just, I was, I was talking about you. <laughs> oh, kidding. I see. Yeah, well, I've just, yeah, it's, um, I, it's, I just seem to think, I sit here and think, okay, uh, what have I done this week? I'm going to talk to John about, oh, it was the same as last week. I fought with these things and made some progress, but not, but not lots of it. Uh, but there we are. So, John, I'm going to, not going to bore people right now. We we maybe get on to, to 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 me and a few things later on, and maybe talk about you know the black box of iCloud and how it how it you know makes life difficult and everything. But other than that, um, you you tell us about something. Let's begin with a a happy and productive and make the world a better place uh, contribution, which I I know even though we do no prep for this show and I have no idea what you're going to talk about because literally we start the recorders when the FaceTime call rings. Um, but I know, I, I trust you, our, our listeners are depending on you to to do good. Well, okay. So uh, the answer is yes. I, I, I have had a pretty decent week. Uh, I've managed to pull it out after lots of frustration. So, um, you know, there's nothing like the 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 known cold stare of of your friends and colleagues <laughs> to motivate you to get something done in a good shape but because uh, there's a demo fair coming up this Tuesday in which I will be showing this thing I've been working on uh for for some time now um and it, it was one of those things where there were lots of little, little different sub how do you call it subsystems I haven't had any coffee um, that were working um, but then they didn't work together well and it, for in a couple of different senses one is that there were layout issues there were user experience issues there were these issues that I've talked about earlier about how do you you know account for the fact that on this canvas some rows will be present some not just depending on on how far along the the, the member is in their journey into Netflix. Um, and in some cases, when there's nothing there, we do want to, to to guide them into where they can do things that will then populate these areas. In other cases, it's perfectly fine that, that, that it not be in there. So there's a lot, I guess you could refer to this as the kind of the, the orchestration phase, because you're working on something, you have to identify all the different sources of data that you'll need, and then you have to go program them. Um, and some of the back-end programming can, can be a little bit tricky for reasons that we've laid out before. But once you have the data flowing, now it's need, it needs to, to, to flow well. 
And that that can be a little bit tricky. There are sometimes kind of the the simplest way of doing it oftentimes is the best because if you have multiple asynchronous data sources and they all, you know, will finish quickly, you just don't know the order in which they'll finish oftentimes. Then you just, you, you kind of find yourself in an, a, you know, a, a wait uh, async uh, you know, uh, environment where you can say, okay, well, you know, make sure these things are completed before I go do something else. And that's where I am with this because it really doesn't make sense to to show somebody a collection view whose layout is going to change, you know, and, and jump around to just know that it's never a good experience. You just need to basically go make your data fetches, get the, get the lay of the land and, and, and then, then when you're certain about things, display. And that's what I've done now. Then when you have the updates of stuff that's in the, already there, it's easy enough to add new items that are in a row, for instance, or to insert a row as needed. But the user, you know, is in a different frame of mind um, because they've already seen what what the, what the canvas looks like. So if an item is added, then this, for them it makes sense, especially if, you know, the thing that causes some, some data to be uh, added you know, results in an animation or scroll to the area where it lands, for example. So um, getting all that working nicely made me very happy. And then adding on to other bits of polish, things that you defer into the last moments, like, yes, I know this mismatch of uh, background color is not correct. But, you know, it, oftentimes when you're working on bigger problems, you leave those things. And you've probably had the experience of showing something to somebody who has no idea what's hard and what's not. And they'll they'll immediately focus on on the things that are most obviously out of place. Something's not quite aligned or the colors mismatched and, and their impression may be, oh my God, you guys haven't done anything when in fact, you know, a lot of work has been done and on, on trickier things. So it's nice to get the, the the trickier things to a state where you can then work on the most visible things and then everybody gets the impression that things are, are working along nicely. So I don't know if any of that rambling made sense to, to people, um, but hopefully it does. Did it make a little bit sense yeah, to you? Yeah, I mean, but, but in fairness, when have we ever worried if it made sense or not? It's, uh... Well, we haven't. John, this, this, haven't is, this, is a, this is a character-based podcast. This is all about... Um, all about you, basically. Um, so, yeah, if that is how if that is how you felt during your week and the things you had to share, then that is all that matters. No, it's um, okay. yeah, it's. I, I don't know. I mean, just talk about did it make any sense? Yes, I mean, obviously, it's it's quite hard to always picture exactly what you know what's going on because you know we we all tend to be very intimately involved in 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 the thing that we're doing, and we try to explain the principle of it, and it doesn't. It doesn't always is translate, but I think you know what does come across is the um, uh, uh, the problem solving that goes on, and then you know, and, and I think that can be just as useful. You know, the the way you've approached this problem, the way you had something that you know wasn't doing what you wanted it to do, or the way you wanted to do it, and then through some changes and some doing some other things, or you know, not necessarily making suddenly everything ideal straight away, but, but but like making some incremental improvements so that things were better as you went along. Um, yeah, there's lots to be learned there, even if the exact situation doesn't, um, doesn't necessarily uh, apply. So, um, John, I thank you for your story of your week. Well, you're very welcome, Scott, eh? Well, so, now, so, so, no, 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 and, let me, and, so let me, so let me, go back. okay, let's take this further then. So, okay, yeah. if you wanted to break, okay, so that was the story, the detail. You know, pick pick one learning that you would like someone to get from that. Um, there's there's there there are a number. So I I think 
I believe that incremental development helps build confidence in long-running projects. So I think one thing that I, I, I think I, I do correctly or, or, or that I do right um, or that is a good choice to make is always have the, the state of your development demonstrable in some fashion. It can certainly have bugs, but it doesn't really help to have to, to, to hand wave and just point to, to, you know, specs um, saying this is what it's going to look like. I think that, that you, you need to have something that people can look at and think about. And the reason for that is it's, it, it goes back to something I was taught much earlier on about the difference between a comic and a painting, you know, a comic book, a comic strip, um, because if you have raw, you know, kind of bold outlines and maybe, you know, flat colors that fill it in, what a, what a comic strip looks like, it's enough to convey the idea and allows people to fill things in on their head without having to completely, completely lock yourself into details um, too early on. You know, and then there are phrases that, that some people ha- have kind of the executive comic book that if you have to explain something that's complicated... Um, then having easy to digest summaries, and, and then people who need to look at it, a to 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 know that something that progress is being made, or that they can understand some of the issues that you're dealing with. Having the, having the, having software that's demonstrable with real dev, real data, even if the finish is a little bit crude, I think trumps you know, a long march towards the perfection that it will be and just keep looking at this prototype or keep looking at this Figma slot, you know, or this slide or something. And then people, when they finally see it with actual data, they think, well, this doesn't work or this, you know, this is, this is wrong or, or you should have been able to, to understand this because as great as prototypes can be to, to, to convey the look of something, they really fail at conveying, conveying the feel. And there are a number of, of developments of this particular project where I don't see how you could possibly arrive at a good, a good user experience without having worked with, with live data and understands, understood some of these issues. Like some of the things about, like, you know, about placeholders, none of that was in the original design. It's not because it's not necessarily because of a failure of imagination on the part of the designer. It's, it's a lack of familiarity with, with let's say with, with how data gets delivered and, and maybe, you know, realizing that, that uh, I have to say things that I, well, I have to be careful about what I say and I don't say, but you know, in, in this particular case, there are conditions, that, sorry, this is Weasley. There are conditions that are, are easier to arrive at now due to some changes that are coming that changes the way that the, the amount of data that would be available to draw this canvas that hadn't necessarily been the case in the past, which is a, a way of saying it's like, yeah, but because things change all the time, what you, what you, <laughs> what you're showing needs to need to be minimally viably functional. And it's easier once you've, you've gotten all that done to, to take care of the last bits of polish, because if for no other reason, you know, if if what you're polishing has changed completely, you may spend a lot of time doing polish on something, and then all of a sudden that completely goes away, and you you've somewhat wasted your time. So staying in the in the in the realm of 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 you know um, uh, rough outlines, rough kind of comic strip levels of finish is is usually a pretty good place to be until the very in, until the very last moment. I guess you're in sort of like a bit of a a unique situation where you have the best and the worst of all worlds at the same time. 
Um, so, so for example, uh, let's just talk about your app. You, 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 app, you release your app very regularly, lots of minor changes, lots of things. Now, I guess, you know, because of that way, there are lots of times when you release an app, you've got a slight improvement in, you know, the way all the movies are shown or whatever else, or it's become a bit slicker or whatever else. Yeah, you know, let's make an assumption. 80% of the people using the app don't even notice that you've done that. It's, you know, it's, you know, they, they didn't have a problem, you know, for them, they didn't feel it was slow before or that little glitch that you fixed, they didn't care about or know about or even notice, you know, so it's, you know, there's, unless you've made this major update that um, totally changes the way things are displayed, you know, you, you, you have to assume that lots of people don't even notice what you've, you know, what you've changed, but equally that's good because basically they're already happy. So you, you've got this, um, uh, this ongoing fixing is a way as you know your work is not always recognized but it's just you over time you know three months time as i'm using a netflix app it's going to be you know, a lot better than it is now or the things improved but i to me it's still the app i'm using and what i have noticed i don't notice so that's good and bad it means you get to get things out there you don't have major issues with people saying it's all changed but equally at the same time you don't get major issues of people you know major you know love of people saying it's all changed Equally, I guess when you say this about using real data, you know, I, I guess that you know that's a big portion of your data that's a known entity because you know, you know, people don't add movies to the database from outside of Netflix. I guess you've got all the recommendations and everything that's in there. But equally, you're also dealing with a very large database that is different for every different region and country and whatever else. So you do have some fixed data you can work with, but equally, that's a very complicated in. <laughs> you know, and a diverse set of data. So, yeah, even saying, well, you should be able to test because you know all your data. Yes, but if you try testing this for 17 different regions that have different lists of stuff and different languages and, and all the rest of it. So, yeah, so you've got this known position, but equally it's a complex known position. So, yeah, so you have, you, you're in a situation that many of us will never be in with your data, which I guess gives you some unique insights and experience on some things um, and, and, and ways you can look at things. But equally, I guess sometimes it means you're in a situation that will never translate for some of us because we'll never be in that position. But there's still things we can learn from what you've just had to deal with. That's all that's true. And that was, that was an interesting summary. I mean, it, it, and because, you know, Scotty, I have to say, you, you say these things and I get to listen to you describing back to me what I've described and that helps me understand that I do it clearly, but also pointing out things that, that, that aren't obvious to me because I am in it. Right. And, and, and I do try to, to figure out how can I make this relevant for, for, you know, the person who's getting started on a brand new project or, you know, or it doesn't have all these different variations, as you said, kind of because of regions and, and, and scale and so forth. Um, so, but I, I try to think, I, I do believe that there are principles that can be applied no matter the, the size of the project. And so that I, I am sticking with that one about, you know, always try to have something that's reasonably demoable. Um, because if no other reason, it, it helps to, to, to improve things because you can give something that people that will, you, you never know when, when the, some great spark will come from showing something to somebody and, and they can actually touch it, play with it, think about it a little bit on the spot and say, oh, you know what, you could do this or, or, or you know what, that's going to be a problem because of that. And, and no matter what it is, you know, learning as early as often and as often as possible is always a good thing. I mean, let, let's reverse it around and look at 
uh, Moneywell and some of the things we do. Mm-hmm. Now, in theory, Moneywell should be a you know a far simpler set of data to work with. I mean, it's about people's bank accounts. It's about people allocating categories to where they spend money, and then transactions that happen, you know, where they include one of those bank accounts and one or more of those categories they're putting money to, you know. So, you know, on the whole, that is the core of Moneywell. So really, what is difficult? Why, you know, why, what is, um, uh, you know, that is, you know, the, the Netflix database, I'm going to assume, you know, in the way things linking together is far more complicated than that. You know, that's, that goes without saying. I guess the, the the problem is with money well in trying to make things work well and, and get things going is, you know, we don't have any control as such over the way people then choose to use that infrastructure to control, manage, view their finances. So, for example, um, we have uh, you know we have very simple cases where someone has you know one bank account. They create a new budget. Uh, they have you know, 30 different categories of, of the money they you know, want to control their money. They create a new budget every year. So they never have more than you know a few hundred or a few thousand transactions going on in, in there. And everything is lovely. We have other people you know, who have one bank account and 30 types of categorizing their money, but they have been running a budget for, you know, 10 years, and they literally have tens of thousands of transactions in there. So when you're looking for things, you have to now deal with tens of thousands of items of data. We have other people who, believe it or not, have literally hundreds of bank accounts and hundreds of categories and 10 years of data, and they do everything as split transactions uh, amongst things in there. And then we have, and so basically, although we have a fairly simple data structure, we have not infinite, but many, many ways that people um, might choose to use that infrastructure to suit their needs. And so that makes, you know, we can, we do test with real data, and we have, you know, probably eight or nine different budgets um, that we regularly test with, but you know that's still miles away from anything like testing for real. I mean, you know, we we have one budget that we open that contains hundreds of thousands of transactions, and we use that to say, yeah, how long does this take to do something? But actually, even though it's got hundreds of thousands of transactions in, um, yeah, and this is budgets that people are giving us permission to use as, as test budgets, so they're real budgets. Um, uh, but, you know, it's actually done in a fairly simple way. Um, so I'm going to be honest, we have no test budget we use that has got hundreds of thousands of transactions in split across hundreds of bank accounts and hundreds of um, different budgeting categories uh, because actually it's just not realistic for us to create that data um, because the only way you can create that data is through writing scripts. And if you write scripts to create that data, what you end up with is repetitive data. And one of the things you learn is when people do data entry, it tends you know, it's it, there's there are always subtle differences that you're never going to get by script creating that data. People will do things in different ways. They might leave this blank on one occasion and not blank on another occasion. They might you know add this category on another occasion and not this category on another occasion. Whereas when you're you're scripting, you can only create conformity because that's the nature of scripting. So for us, again, it's um, uh, yeah, you get a bug report saying this screen doesn't work, and 
you know, without sort of knowing, you know, so the first thing you, you, you test it with your budgets and sometimes, you know, hopefully like nine times out of 10, you'll say, yeah, they're right. That screen doesn't work. But other times it's like, well, it works for us. And it's only when you realize this person, you know, has seven bank accounts of which two are multi-currency and they use these types of budgeting things that that creates an anomaly in the way these things are becoming together and being calculated and um, and it goes wrong. So uh, for us, our issue is dealing with the fact that, you know, people determine the data that goes in and that creates um, just by fact is human. It's just about a complex enough structure that it that it creates I'm not going to use the word infinite, but a large number of variations in the way people can use this data. Um, you know, we have people who use MoneyWell. MoneyWell is a budgeting app, and we have people who use MoneyWell who never set up a budget <laughs> at all. They just use it to record what they've already done, and therefore we're ne- it's never being matched um, against a budget. Whereas one of the things of MoneyWell is taking what you put in as a budget, taking what you've done, and telling you how well you're doing. <laughs> so it's quite, you know, it's uh, never, never never uh, guess that you know how people are going to use your 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 data structures when they can input that data themselves and that makes some testing and some debugging um before you make a release quite difficult and only when you send it out there and users start saying this doesn't work for me do you realize yeah that's because we'd never have thought about ever using it that way <laughs> yeah and 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 especially the the thing that I keep coming back to is like you're dealing with with something that is very dear and private to people <laughs> their monetary habits which is like in in many ways more more private than their sex lives yeah we have no server backend so we can't uh it's such so we can't go and say we'll look at your account and see how that works um and see what you're doing um it you know understandably a lot of people don't want to send us their data because it's as you said it's it's very personal very very personal and got all their financial information into it so you equally when you're trying to replicate these issues you're very much relying on them giving you an accurate description of what the problem is and anyone who's done tech support for more than two minutes knows the vast majority of people even people who think they know what they're doing um don't normally give you the information you need to get something to work (laughs) Yeah. But there we are, which is why wow. which is why I get very frustrated with this stuff. Um the, the team tend to not let me do too much tech support because I get cross with people and say rude things to them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They never you get you you very rarely you know, when when Matt who mainly runs our tech support goes on holiday, um he'll 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 say, Can you cover support for a few days? I'll go yes. And then um you know, he's quite grateful when he gets back to the ones I've not answered. Because he knows if I had answered yeah, well, them, they would have not been done very well. Yeah, it's like really like, when when <laughs> when technical support turns into customer removal. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Sorry, you are not worthy to use our software. Just sod off. <laughs> Something like that. Here's your money back. Uh, you know. yeah. I mean, there is um there is a balance, isn't there? Because I think sometimes. Um, uh, you have to cancel a customer. You just literally doesn't matter. Just say, look, here's your money back. We don't want you as a customer. You just sometimes have to do that. Yeah. Um, but I would probably do it with most customers. Whereas um, Matt understands our need for them more than maybe I do. Yeah. So well, because Matt correctly understands that Matt correctly understands that can't you know customers can cancel you at any time as well. But this is a uh, but this is an interesting thing because. If, because this is based on email and the way it goes through, 
if you reverse the situation and you suddenly put all our customers in a room and you had to interact with them face to face, we would then at that point both become opposite. I would I would mm. be far more foregoing with customers than than Matt would because he yeah in, in the, if it was now a face to face situation his personality again is very different and um, yeah he he at that point would be be cancelling customers that I would be being a bit more patient with because it's just a and and I think part of it is email is not good because you know if if someone's talking to you you can begin to tease information out of them you can have that conversation you can do whatever else and uh, you know I don't mind chatting to people that way whereas you know Matt would be very different about that whereas uh yeah when it's on email it's just like no this is this is just too much but anyway anyway yeah the long and the short of it is uh yeah, Matt does a very good job of support, and I'm I'm not allowed to do it. And that's why the world is is still not at war yet. So yeah. <laughs> that is possibly possibly true, possibly true. So, John, has anything else happened this week? I've realised we've been, you know, we've uh, just sort of in the introduction, really, and we we've been going on a while. But has anything else happened this week that we should uh, we should be aware of or know about? I I, I I'm totally honest. I have followed absolutely zero tech news probably since the start of start of the year other than the uh the one i ranted on about last week with apple stuff um so is anything else happened out there that you've spotted anything going on that we should be aware about well i mean lots of things but but you you said tech and i'm also going to take that to mean kind of tech that we regularly work with like ranting on about nfts or, or you know crypto fraud of various kinds i think is probably not you know there are tons and tons of podcasts that go on about that and i don't think we need to to add to it i think in the world of the apple universe i'm trying to think is there anything no other than something I, I i am am interested in in watching is to see how successful apple is or is not in in getting a lower cost i'm not going to say low cost but a lower cost phone into into emerging markets because it definitely affects me in that you know iPhones tend to be used by by people you know who are, are in the in the global north let's say um uh, but in 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 still developing economies where price is the most important thing, sometimes um, Android has has been more successful. It's just a wider range, but Apple still has you know lots of things that make people want to do it, and and their fortunes have been rising. I, my understanding is that they had the number one selling phone in in China in the last quarter or or, or some point. Which is both a testament to the fact that you know that Apple is, is well known and respected in China because that they can't cannot but be inextricably linked uh, to, to to China uh, inextricably that is um, but and I think that 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 you know Apple kind of has a, a, let's say an affordable luxury offering in all markets of the world. I mean Apple stuff is definitely expensive, but considering how often one uses it and what one gets from it. It it could be seen as an affordable luxury. There's still plenty of people who who can afford hundreds of dollars, you know, to 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 pay for a device that they use, or to split it out on payments where you're effectively leasing it, and that and that, that works around the world. And so, you know, were Apple to get a foothold, a meaningful foothold in in India, for example, that that could be lovely. That would really really great. Um, I would I would be all for it. So I think the latest thing that they're doing is is kind of the the iPhone whatever five slash SE form factor, a smaller device, but with enough kind of more up to date guts that people want to to use it and don't feel like they're they're getting something that is a lesser than Apple experience. And that's kind of interesting because Apple has only ever really had high end phones. The worst Apple phone is still quite powerful. Um, 
so that's that's about the only thing I can think of um, that that I've been watching carefully in Apple Landio. How about you, Scotty? No, as I said, I have paid no interest to anything no. at all. Uh, I've not even been reading. Right. Um, You're still angry. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm just. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't stay. Ang- I, I don't stay angry very long because I don't care enough. For- <laughs> So there we are. Yeah. Uh, it will play its way out. There's no point. Uh, I, my initial reaction is anger, but there's no point being angry for this. Was to the Apple Dutch situation. Go back to listen to my rant yeah, last week fine. if you if you weren't listening, um, if you weren't on the schedule to listen. Uh, there's no. It, my initial reaction is anger, and I'm still not yeah particularly pleased about it. But the point is, there's no point being angry at this situation because this is not the situation as it will end up being. It will now play itself out. So, yes, I, I don't feel bad about having an initial anger to the situation. But, you know, the I guess my long term anger, should there be any, will be where it ends up and, and how this ends right. up, uh, which we, we, to be honest, we're probably still a year two years away. These things move slowly. And I think, you know, Apple probably doesn't necessarily mind that because, well, things are playing out. They the status quo remains in that they are quite happy with the status quo. So there we are. I guess is the way we look at it. So, John, with that, we should probably um, wrap it up. So if people want to um, tell you how lovely and wonderful you've been to them this week, uh, where should they do that? Well, they should do me in the place, <laughs> meet me in the place where all all lovely behavior is, is the default. And that's Twitter, where you can find me as Jembe. That's D-J-E-M-B-E, like the West African drum. And Scotty. Scotty, if people want to, you know, join the parade of 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 user financial data that that has your head spinning, where where might they send and discuss their most intimate, you know, intricate, <laughs> dare I say, convoluted, troublesome, complicated, problematic budgeting concerns, as managed by everybody's favorite Mac software? Where might they do that? Yeah, I think everyone should basically just share their personal financial data with me um, so that I can <laughs> use it for analysis purposes um, before I tell you to disappear as a customer on Twitter where I am MacDevNet. Um, uh, so there we are. Well, John, it has been uh, a pleasure as always to spend 30 minutes of my week with you. And um, hopefully others feel the same. Uh, so. If you've, um, uh, thank you very much for listening, whoever you are on the road to this week. Uh, hopefully, there has been something that has uh, been of interest to you, stimulated you there. Of course, unless, like many people, you use podcasts uh, to go to sleep to, in which case, I hope we have done our job. And you're not even hearing what I'm saying now because you are far away in the land of not. So, thanks for listening. And until next time. Oh, oh, uh, uh, you take care. Thank you.